Beginningpod.out podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Out Dead Out podcast where I know I sound like crap. I am your host, the totally shot voiced Adam Higgins, the Out Dead Out. And this is a show where I try not to destroy my voice further <laughs> while telling you what the hell's going on with me and my brain. And I sometimes make fun of shit from the news and I tell you about podcasts that I think you should check out because I'm just a giver that way so dear god seriously I forgot how bad my voice is today so (laughs) the long and short of it is I've been sick I've been sick the whole weekend Um, joys of parenthood you know, one kid brings something home, he gets sick for a couple of days, then he spreads it to his brothers, who of course spread it to me because I'm the one who's home with them all day. And now it's, you know, a couple days out and I'm still sounding like this, but I'm pretty sure this is the tail end of it. This is like my voice and my throat healing up after an entire weekend of coughing my head off. But After missing last week, I really did not want to miss another week, even though I sound like Super Day of Osborne just got punched in the throat. And yeah, I know that's a reference a lot of you may not get, sorry. But I I just didn't want to miss another week. I really hate missing shows in a very general way. And I didn't want to miss a second week in a row on account of being sick and you know I've I've missed two shows in a month I, that kind of pisses me off but last week honestly it was crap and that's what I said when I you know posted up the hey no show and social stuff was it, they're, they're, what I did last week was crap and as random and weird and and just free form of thought as the show normally goes it was bad by those standards. So I just said, no, what? screw it. I'm just going to, I didn't even push save. I got how I, I got about 35 minutes in. I'm like, nope, this is garbage. Delete and threw it all away. So it doesn't even like exist in a cloud somewhere that I could have resurrected it from. It's like, nope, I didn't even push save on that shit. It's gone. But the thing about the, me is that I don't, I don't like missing shows and I love doing the show. And I, I love the whole, the, like I'm, I'm, you know, I guess I've, I've dug myself deeper into the podcasting world by doing it as a business and creating my production company and all that. But man, that I forgot how much work is involved in regular podcast editing because like I've mentioned the way I do this show and the way I edit this show, not that there's a lot to it, but the way I do this show editing in line and cutting and trimming and doing all that stuff is very different than the process of taking somebody else's stuff and cleaning it up. And maybe they didn't have the best sound or whatever and cleaning it up and making it sound decent and then cutting out all of the hiccups and maybe, you know, digital warble and doing all that. It's a lot more work and a lot more time consuming than I forgot about how much time it takes to do all that stuff, but I'm learning and I'm doing it. 
and I've actually been very busy because on top of the kind of hired gun work that I still take on, I do actually have a new client of my own that I just helped launch this last week. And I'll, I'll talk about that at another time, but I've just been really busy. And last week I was actually very busy with all of that work and, and, and part that probably played into why last week's show was so bad in such that I didn't have time to prep. Not that I do a lot of prep for the show, but I hadn't pulled a, a featured podcast for the week. I didn't have a jackass of the week. I really, I, I was not prepared on the, the little bit of preparation that I do for the show. I just didn't have even that done. And so I, I was just, and I was burned out. I was tired. And again, it was, it was just not good. And it was a lot of rambling in incoherent rambling. I didn't even have a, a, you can follow the line of thinking a to B to C to W or whatever. Like I normally do. It was just blah, 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 blah. So it was crap. But I did want to touch on the couple, like I mentioned, you know, we went to a concert a couple weeks ago and, you know, took my sisters and my niece was there and, it was a great time. We had, again, it was uh, Evanescence with Lindsey Sterling. I think that tour is just about wrapping up, but it was really cool because they had a full uh, symphony on stage with them for the entirety of the show. And so for like the Evanescence side of it, it was kind of retooling of the songs. I mean, there's a lot of strings and everything in that music anyway, but it was actually performing it live rather than having like a backing track of the strings. There was actually a symphony and it was kind of cool because they said that they would actually hire a local symphony in every stop. So it wasn't like they had a touring symphony. It was these guys are hired and then they're told, okay, this, these are the songs you have to prepare and learn this you know, track list and all that sort of stuff. And so that was kind of cool. And then you know, seeing Lindsey Sterling, who already performs with, that's just kind of the way her music is. And, you know, and I, I was familiar with her. But I wasn't a huge fan. I hadn't really listened to a lot of her stuff. My sisters were huge fans. And it was kind of funny to find out that she was not only a local, actually from Arizona, from basically East Valley, but that she was actually on uh, America's Got Talent, which basically she was on before we watched. And she got shot down. And so I actually went and looked up her her video from when she was on America's got talent and yeah, it was bad. I can't, I can't blame them for telling her she was bad at the time, but she definitely stepped it up. And I mean, now she's going on you know big tours and everything and she's a huge star and doing all these things. So congratulations on her and well worth checking out. If you don't know who Lindsay Sterling is and you haven't heard her before, you should check her out. So all that, get all of that, you know, it may it kind of goes without saying with my voice being jacked, this is probably going to be a short show. I say that and then I end up doing 50 minutes, but I'm actually really tight on time today. Just, you know, editing work and voice straining and boys and picking up from school and all these weird things. But it's been, it's been weird. <laughs> I say, I'm, granted, I say that all the time and say, oh, I've been busy. Oh, I've been tired. It's called being a parent. But you know, it's it's been weird dealing with you know all the difference in my living work schedule now that I've been basically working from home during the day on top of you know the night stuff. You know, I go to work at night and I'm suddenly like, man, I really hope I don't. I'm not necessarily looking forward to overtime, 
And it's not even a matter of, I don't need the money. Shit, I need the money. We all need the money. But you know, I'm just now as, you know, I'm picking up clients of my own and things like this, that I'm starting to actually make real money. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to start looking at filing taxes and shit on, on, you know, business income. It's like, I'm actually making enough money now to where shit that matters, you know, but it's in, it's, <laughs> it, it's a thought that my wife and I have had to kind of piece together, you know, the other day, I guess it was actually last weekend. I think about it. She actually asked me, it's like, so what are you doing with your money? She had no clue how much I've been making. And she's like, at one point, I think I'd done, worked on like an hour interview. And it had legit probably taken me 10 hours to get through because it was just really glitch heavy. And the way the person talked made it very difficult to, to clean up and make you know things sound nice and smooth. I mean, it's just sometimes I know I'm probably a very difficult person because I switch gears in my brain, but just like that. But uh, it was it was really tedious, and I and she was like, "Oh, it's like what's all this work? Was it ten bucks?" I'm like, "Uh, no, <laughs> I make significantly more than that on a job that big." But she just she had no clue in the amount of time she just hears, "Oh, I've got it." you know, interview to edit and it's, uh, it's this or that. And she just, she doesn't know the details about how much work goes into it or how much I'm making per job or whatever. And when I told her, it was like, Oh yeah, I've got a new client and I, you know, it's going to be this. And, I, and it kind of woke her up to, Oh, seriously, there's actually, you're actually making money. She's like, okay, well, are you going to be contributing any of this money to the household budget? What are you doing with it? Uh, <laughs> You know, and then it kind of got into the uh, what are we going to do as far as taxes? And it, it's really going to come down to our taxes are going to be much more complicated this year, which is going to suck. But it, it's kind of a you know, it's it's a, something that I kind of was going to have to deal with anyway. So you know, better to get it out of the way now and know what the hell we're doing. But <clears throat> yeah, it's it's all just a, a new adventure, and every every week doing this is a new adventure and, you know, picking up, you know, finding new clients, picking up new clients, um, working with people, which is something I don't normally do. Granted, I spent 13 years as a restaurant manager and training people and hiring people and working with people and having to work with the public and all of those sort of things that I had to do for so many years, even though I'm very introverted and would rather not have to deal with all of these people, but it was part of the job. But that's, I'd, I'd rather not <laughs> when given the opportunity to just kind of be in my bubble, I'm comfortable sitting here at my computer and talking to a little blip on the screen like I do, but it's not going to make me any money. Not unless I, you know, start a true crime podcast or, you know, copycat of lore or something like that. But those guys make money like lore myths and legends. Those guys, you know, full-time job me not so much in my case i'm just you know being me i'm being i'm just being me and having fun and getting to share whatever the hell is going through my head with you and you get to listen to me sounding like i just smoked an entire carton of menthols but for some reason there are some of you out there that actually enjoy listening to me which 
again, I know I've said it before. I'm amazed by. <laughs> maybe it's just my my charming personality, or maybe the fact that I'm willing to come on here and just be me. I'm just. I mean, it's it's me being as real as I can, and. I guess part of, I, I look at, like, lately I've been doing a lot of these introspective episodes. <laughs> and I don't know where that's coming from. I guess it's, I need something to talk about. So well, let's talk about, let's, let's dig into my psyche and figure out, you know, what different little ticks and elements of my personality are. And so I've been digging, I guess it's more of the, I need something to talk about. Well, what do I talk about? Hey, I, I, you know, have bad at have making friends. I'm uh, <laughs> like that. Uh, that's what I got. <laughs> but <clears throat> it was kind of funny about a somebody I I kind of work with. He he works at a job site, and he's recently started listening to the show. And he actually suggested that I get a co-host more, just kind of somebody to bounce ideas off of. Which, if you listen way back in the day wow i can totally do the dave jackson back in the day i just sound like that right now but (laughs) but back in the day way in like the first you know single digit episodes when i talked about getting a co-host and i really it was a plan i actually had the plan of having a co-host on the show more so on account of i just I wanted somebody to bounce off of. I wanted, you know, I needed an Ed McMahon, <laughs> you know, but I've quickly found that it's difficult to schedule. And if you ever look into like, you know, me, I dig into you know, the who's and what's and the, the podcast industry stuff and the how do you do's it and all that sort of stuff. I actually found out it's actually really hard to do a show with a co-host, especially when you've got kids especially when you have small children like I do, because it becomes an issue with your, just your ability to schedule. And like me right now, my kids are asleep, right? It's it's nap time. And my kids are getting a little bit older to where I can take my laptop and set them on my bed next to me and let them watch Netflix while I'm editing. That's actually how I get a lot of my editing work done in the morning. And then in the kid days, like today, I record the show while they're asleep and you know, they're taking a nap and it's, it's, that's how it goes. That's really it. That's the production of the show is that I work in between naps and I sacrifice my own naps in order to do this because it's all for you. I sacrifice my sleep for you. I sacrifice my already shot to hell voice for you. I hope you appreciate it. (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Man. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it suck if I were actually like actively doing voice acting right now? Or maybe this would be great. I just have a character right now, except I can't replicate this for shit without like smoking a pack of menthols, which I've never smoked, especially menthol. So I have no clue, but that's what I'm going to go with. That's, that's what it would take to sound like this or get punched in the throat or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's just been a, (laughs) it's been a, a, a hell of a time getting my uh getting my faculty straight with the editing business but i enjoy it i still enjoy it i'm i'm i am really enjoying the experience of helping somebody build a show and both of the clients that i have that are my own 
actually are new shows that are starting and i think that's the best thing but it's it's getting me to listen to shows and ideas for content that i never would have because i'm so much of a comedy person that i always i'm always looking for the laugh but in my case it, it's you know listening to stories i love stories i love listening to people's stories about things and that's why i do this is because it's sharing the vaguest like extremist idea of what's a story but it's it's sharing stories and i love listening to people's stories about things and so i really enjoy the shows that i work on because i get to hear these people's stories and and it's i'm it's like people watching with your ears that's what i like about this the editing side and the shows that i work for and it's really been a a a and light, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I'd say enlightening, but it's been a really awesome experience getting to do that and help these other podcasters and help these shows grow and help them create, you know, when somebody says, I want my show to be like this and I want it to like do this and I want this to sound like, and, but yet I can come in and I can do that for them and I can help, you know, make it sound a little bit better and maybe clean up some of the hiccups in their story and where you kind of, you know, you get lost in thought like I do all the time and, 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 and clean things. I'm just help make it sound a little bit better and add the music. I love like cutting the music into the show and things like that. Picking the music. That was, that's all. It's such a fun experience is finding the music for a podcast is a very difficult thing. And even when somebody has a piece of music picked out, you still have to find what part of this that you have is going to work right. How is this going to be the best thing? How you're going to find it? And so I like, I'm really like just the construction, the whole thing. I love the piecing together of a podcast. That's why I, I've chosen this, this whole process of being an editor and being a producer and and helping these people and when you do that when you do that for them and they see the difference between what they recorded and how that sounded and when you give it back to them and it doesn't have a hiss in the background and they don't fumble over a question or cough or burp or hiccup or whatever or the dog barking has been cut out and things like that, that when all that's done and then you give it back to them and the music is in there and it's all blended and everything's smooth and it sounds great and the excitement. And this is an internet interaction. So, you know, I'm not seeing it on their face, but it's like, even when they type oh wow. And you, the, the feeling I get, you know, call it codependence or whatever you want. I get excited and I am so happy that I get to make them happy with what I do for them and what the work that I put into their show. You know, I, I, I'm doing it as much for me as I am for them. I want them to have a great show and I want to, I want to make their, their view of their show and their, their dream happen and getting to do that. It makes me happy. So, you know, I make them happy. It makes me happy. And I, I saw a quote 
and I actually, I think I shared it on Instagram and all the places the, this last week. So something along the lines of, uh, if you want to make yourself happy, the fastest way to make yourself happy is to make somebody else happy. And I'm sure I just butchered that, but that's kind of my sort of philosophy. And that's kind of the way I do things is I, I enjoy and I get joy and happiness from making others happy. That's why I'm kind of a clown. That's why I'm a goof. That's why I'm always cracking jokes and being a smart, a smart ass is because I, I want to make people laugh and I want to keep make others happy. That makes me happy. That brings me joy more than just about anything else in the world. You know, I love movies. I love music. I love cooking. I love all these things, but the thing in the world that gives me the most joy is bringing joy to others. So whether I wear the makeup or not, I'm kind of a clown, <laughs> but with that bit of philosophy and, and so I brought it all back into that whole self, uh, reflection thing that I've been doing lately. Weird. But with all of that, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back with a podcast that I'm going to be on soon. It's play comics. It's a mum. Hello, mum. And a daughter. Hello, Stacey. Just telling it like they think they ought. I'd love to meet a pirate. Raft your off. <laughs> Raft your off. Melodic sound of the flute. <laughs> They'll make you pee your pants when you laugh. Wet and magazine. Funny chat. Comedy bronze. Sketchy facts. Dog monk. And advice from a very wonky cat. Kipper. Yeah. Raft your off. Sometimes sober. Raft your off. Cheese maggots. On Podbean and Apple Podcasts. It's not like they don't know what they're getting. Hi, my name's Jeremy. I've listened to podcasts for years. I've always had questions about my favorite shows or for my favorite hosts. I started a Facebook group called Podcasts We Listen To. It's a place where listeners can talk about their favorite shows and find new favorites. It's a place where podcasters can get tips on improving their shows, share their shows, and find new audiences. It's a place for all things and all genres of podcasts. That group has taught me that we all have questions about our favorite hosts. And now that group has become a show called Podcasts We Listen To. You can join me every Wednesday as I sit down with your favorite podcast hosts. You can get in questions for hosts by emailing them to podswelistento at gmail.com, or you can tweet me at podcastswlt. And of course, you can join the Facebook group as well. I'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Recommended listening. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what this Arkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage because you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode takes a look at video games based on the comic properties and how well they stick to the source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how these games work, or know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com, the Brain Trust Network, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Play Comics! Man, okay, do you realize how many... 
video games are based on comic books. If you think the movies are bad right now, look at the video game market because holy crap, especially when it comes to Marvel-based video games. But man, there are a ton of video games that are based on comics and seriously, Chris is digging through all of them. <laughs> if you are into that sort of thing, especially and this is, you know, another me delving into my my little expressed uh, nerd side. I'm a video game person. I'm I'm not a huge comic person, but I do like the comic I like comic book characters and I like the stories. I just don't have the patience or the temperament to actually collect and read comic books. But man, like Chris has such a he knows too much about this stuff, really. And every he, he digs into it and he the, the fact that he's not only talking about he's not just talking about video games. He's not just talking about comic books. He's talking about all the crossovers. All those points where you go and you're playing like a video game and, and comic book stuff crossover and they interchange. And a lot of, you know, a lot of like the movies, a lot of the comic book video games and superhero video games and things have that sort of like, they'll take a storyline from a book from a series of comic books or whatever, and they'll turn that into a game or, or kind of the other way, or like they'll take the movies or something like say the Spider-Man video games. Some of the Spider-Man video games are based on the stories from the books. Some are based on the movies. You never quite know exactly what you're listening to or playing, whatever. Um, but he gets into it and it's really interesting because you're not just comparing one. And, you know, you're, he talks about, and I shouldn't say just him because every week he's got a guest coming on to talk games. It's, Hey, you know, like I'm going to be on there coming up. Um, and I was going to say, uh, next week's episode, I believe the 16th, it was supposed to drop, but he lives right in the middle of where this, I think it's hurricane Florence is about to pound his home. And so it's entirely possible that he's, well, I believe he said he is evacuating. And so there's a chance that might not be out yet, but I will be on there talking about, uh, in the near future, I believe it should be next week or whenever he comes back. It should be, uh, talking about Spider-Man and the X-Men arcades revenge, which there was a Super Nintendo, and I believe it's on Sega Genesis. And I actually still own that game to this day. Proof of my my video game nerd cred. I actually still own a Super Nintendo and play that game. Granted, he's a bigger video game and comic nerd than I'll ever be. But <laughs> in order to do a podcast about video games and comics, you kind of have to be. I'm a I'm a fair weather comic book nerd. <laughs> Most of my comic knowledge comes from Wikipedia and just, hey, what's this thing? And I Google it. I, I look up the information. So I'm at least moderately informed. But yeah, it's it's a cool show because it's learning the crossover stuff and it's learning about the, you know, you're, you're learning the origins and, and some of the background on some of the characters because and seeing where, like in the case of the one I did with, with Spider-Man and X-Men and all that you know, where did the video game get it right? Where did it get it wrong? Um, 
Is it a good game? <laughs> That's always a fun one. Did they, you know, what did they change in the game that does it not mesh up with the comic book? Um, as far as maybe they messed with powers, maybe they messed, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just a poorly made game and the, the controls are wonky and it's a difficult as hell thing to do. You know, maybe it's a super stupid, easy game and like, oh my God, I'm wasting my time playing this. You're going to dig into it, but it's, it's a, it's more than just a review of the game because like I said, it's, it's digging into both the game itself and the comics and the lore and the, the background. It's more than just, and like the little promo said, it's finding out where did that come from and finding out some of the stuff behind the game, not just here's the game. Is it a good or bad game? What do you like about it? What do you not like? And that's just a review. And there's a hundred of those out there. There's a hundred million of those out there. People talking about video games. Just look at YouTube. <laughs> YouTube is filthy with people talking about video games. But Chris does it different. And the fact that he takes it back to the source material gives you a whole different appreciation for the game or makes you hate that game even more because of how much they deviate from the subject matter. And you know, I'm, I'm going to say I'm one of those kind of people that I, because I'm not the super nerd when it comes to video game stuff or comic book stuff, and maybe it's just my general temperament. I'm, I'm the kind of person I can appreciate a thing, even if it totally fucks up, even if like the spawn movie side tangent, the spawn movie is notorious for being a bad representation of the source material and the video games and all that. Bad representation, bad translation from the original comics. The original comics are also way, way dark and way deep in lore and all the craziness that's in there. You couldn't possibly get that, but they did it wrong. Doesn't keep me from watching the movie, doesn't keep me from appreciating the movie and liking the movie, but I'll admit it's not the best movie. And, you know, sometimes, you, you but... You know, it's it's cool to know that maybe not to judge, not for the sake of judging the thing, but to at least appreciate and know, oh, well, this is like this in the book, you know, just to know it. And I think that for me, that's the knowledge. But you learn some of that stuff. You learn, oh, yeah, well, in this, it was like this. And in this thing over here, and, you know, this entire game, that's where this entire plot line came from why did they do this well because in the books this happened and so they had to kind of at least moderately follow that arc in the game stuff like that or hey they're just pulling this story out of their ass you don't know <laughs> and he's got oh, he's was even telling me he's had a million and one spider-man because i mean spider-man is the root of all marvel and so he's had so many there's so many spider-man games and so many times Spider-Man crossed over with just about everybody in the Marvel Universe. So there's some million and one Spider-Man video games across every platform and Nintendo and Sega and PlayStation and Xbox and PC and every and Game Boy and Game Gear and and freaking Apple Watch. I don't know. But it's, there's so many X-Men and Spider-Man games and, you know, like I said, but there's a million and one video games out there. They're based off comics because there's so much information there and you are going to learn about these games through the eyes and ears of those people like me, like Chris, like Paul from Varmints. That was the episode that really got me into it. 
was was Paul from Varmints. <laughs> uh, and and, a hundred, and I don't even know what episode number he's on right now. It's not in front of me. But for all of these other uh, people who are who love video games and who love comic characters and who love the, the whole thing, who get to flex their little extended tendrils of nerddom and chat with Chris every week for play comics where you know what it's a it's a it's a snappy little title because these are the places where you play your comics and I'm sure that I could have said this earlier and not made it sound like I'm a dumbass but I'm kind of a dumbass sometimes but check out play comics part of the brain trust network at playcomics.com so that's going to do it for me for this week thank you for putting up with my voice hopefully by next week I'm all better and not dying like this (laughs) remember you can catch the the links to all the recommended listening features and anything else I might have talked about and all the past episodes over at oddeadoutpodcast.com And while you're there, subscribe to the show. All the links are up there, whether you're using Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, all all of the places. Check them out. Subscribe to the show. Leave a rating and review if you just feel like it, because it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. Uh, Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at OddDadOut, or email me show at odddadoutpodcast.com let me know what you think oh man I'm going to go drink some tea and until next week I am Adam Higgins the Odd Dad Out thank you and good night <laughs>